levels. All right, so welcome to Talking Orangutans. This is, I think, number 32, if, cool. if my memory serves me right. I'm going to be slightly distracted by my cats because there's three squirrels outside and they're really keen on grabbing them. I'm here with uh, Mick today, who is from SunSurf in Strand. It's yeah. a surf school. Uh, and Mick's the owner and he runs it alone or with his wife? Yeah, my wife helps me. All right, cool. So we're partners in the business. So uh, I'm going to have a chat to Mick about surfing. How he started the business um, and just basically his approach, uh, pick his mind on what's good surfers, how do you get into good, uh, how do you get become a good surfer or how do you just become an average surfer because there is that little, <laughs> like yeah. what do you need to go from, oh, I think I want to catch a wave to actually being able to stand on the board and yeah. I, I think there's a few mental things that people need. Um, and I don't know, I just find it fascinating the way that he started the business. It's like uh, you would think that there's been a surf school forever and there hasn't really been in this area like um so and i find it awesome and if it wasn't for him my wife wouldn't be a surfer uh so i'm super grateful for what he's uh, done for my wife and um so yeah guys uh just a quick second uh, i don't do this for money it's a hobby so if you're watching this on youtube or anywhere please please press like or press share or subscribe uh, it just makes me feel like someone's listening and hopefully uh, you get something out of it. So if you like it, just uh, give me a shout out. Anyway, Mick, awesome. dude, um, we were talking about Kelly Slater now. Yeah. So let's just jump into that. <laughs> Is he, yeah. I, I, I was saying to someone one day, like he wants his kids to be uh, um, professional athletes. Mm. And I'm like, I think you got to be a bit of a uh I, my my vocabulary is a, you be, gotta be a bit of a fucked up dad <laughs> if you want your kids to be professional because you need them to be almost like sociopathically obsessed with sure. the sport and i yeah. wonder where do you draw the line like if a healthy person doesn't become 100 percent obsessed with something yeah totally so i wonder like do you need to be a slightly bad parent to get your kid 100 percent successful in sport <laughs> Look, there's parents and there's parents, eh? So, um, I've been running the surf school since 2003. So, that's, you know, 17 years this year. And I've seen a little bit of everyone. Okay. And, um, yeah, you don't want to be that parent, man. They're the parents that live through their kids. Mm. Um, so, I understand it because sometimes, you know, parents maybe didn't have opportunities or whatever. And they have this image of what they could have been and then... No, we've seen it. We, the, the parents start living through their kids' lives, but that kid doesn't want to do that sport, man. Or they, or they're not wired that way. Or they want to do, you know, they want to flip and be a scientist, or they want to mm. just play in the park or whatever. Yeah. And you get ki parents that force their kids to be. A, I've seen it in the surfing. I've seen it in all other sports, but eventually it pushes them away. Yeah. Um, and then they they might find surfing later on, but. Yeah, it's hectic, man. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of being, you know, Kelly Slater, we're talking about him. He said uh, his first six world titles, he, he um, after that he took a break because he was like, he was zonked, man. Yeah. He had to, he, his relationships were stuffed up. Um, his friends, he had to, his sole focus was on winning. Mm. And anything that got in the way was disregarded. So, 
he had to take some time off. But it stuffs your life up, having that one purpose of winning. Yeah, so... Yeah, I would say it's winning's not everything, man. It's a cliche, but flip, yeah. man. You want a, a well-rounded life more than a, yeah, I won 11 world titles. Actually, an uh, interview I, I um, listened with Kelly, the, I think it was this year or last year, 2019. He said, uh, a guy said, would you trade a happy life for your 11 world titles? Or, or he just said, well, one or two of them. And he, he didn't answer. He couldn't answer. He was like, uh, uh, mate, yeah, no, he couldn't. So you would rather be unhappy and have the world titles than be happy. It's, it's stuffed up, man. You've got to be a little bit messed up. Yeah, I suppose it like, depends on what messed up is. but Yeah, but it's just like if, if I look at, uh, if you look at the pattern of, let's say, for example, Tiger Woods, yeah. uh, Oscar Pistorius is a famous one, Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Like these people that are exceptionally good. Even if you look at the baseball, if you look at Barry Bonds and A-Rod and all of these people that were super amazing, there mm. was something a little bit, the wiring is a little <laughs> bit different. Um, and the pursuit of mm. at, at all costs. Like are we talking about sport, but yeah. then you have people that pursue women, they pursue yeah. money, they pursue power. There was an interesting article in, with regards to surfing. A lot of the world champions, uh, so this is an interesting topic, um, had bad father relationships or their, their family home was stuffed up. Mm. Um, so, they, so the question is, why are they pursuing all these world titles? Why, are, why, why isn't one enough? Why? And so there's something, you know, it's a theory, but we can relate it to a lot of things. Mm. So there's, a broken, there's something broken inside that wasn't correct from the beginning and they're trying to fill that void or that hole with something. Yeah. Which is, it might be interesting to, to look across all sports, but in surfing, so Kelly didn't have a good father relationship. Uh, a couple of other world champions didn't yeah. and they were just ridiculously good. Their pursuit was like, okay, that's stuffed up. I'm not going to let that, I'm going to fill it up with something else. So that, yeah, that's a, a whole nother topic, but it's yeah. interesting. And uh, obviously, I, like if I had to choose something, uh, uh, maybe not world championships, because to become a world champion, you, you really got to go mm. all out. But if surfing was your release from all your stresses and problems and troubles, from all the vices out there, mm. I think surfing is one of the most beautiful vices. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, a good addiction. <laughs> why not we're talking about addictions yeah like but I, but then i have a couple of friends uh, uh that i'm like dude like how many concussions can you have from dropping into big waves yeah and at what point like that i was big into downhill mountain biking a couple yeah. of years ago so uh um and it's an awesome sport what i liked about it is it gets you in touch with nature yeah and we're going to talk about this a little bit later maybe not in the beginning but you know if you want to talk about the concept of a god or a higher power mm. i think you know if you believe in a specific god or if you just believe in a greater entity like nature is one of the easiest places to feel the presence of i'm yeah. very insignificant totally and um <laughs> 
and the ocean's one of them because it's very easy to admit that this is more powerful than me <laughs> and then also if you're uh, totally. if you're in the forest doing downhill mountain biking there's a beautiful energy there where you're removed from society and you just 100% focus on what you do but then I did it in a very unhealthy way where I started having accidents and I started <laughs> having too many concussions and this one year and a couple of other things. So yeah, I had to leave it. So I don't, I don't do it anymore because yeah. I'm one of those slightly messed up people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all are a little bit. <laughs> that takes stuff to the extreme. But I think surfing is a beautiful one, man. Like yeah. I think just the, the vibe that you get. Yeah. Like what got you into surfing? Yeah, so for me, it was just like part of the family. So my dad surfed, uncle surfed, my brother is six years older than me, so he was doing it. So younger brother, you know, you just fall into the footsteps of whatever's happening. Yeah. It's not a choice, it just happens, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very sporty family, sailing, life-saving, swimming, and surfing just was one of those things we did. So that's our, yeah. But I did all sports, so in but school, it, yeah. But did you guys, were you born and raised in Strand? Or yeah, were? so I lived in Strand my whole life. Okay. Um, part of the beach. <laughs> you just grew up there man so born on born on the beach and on the on the sports field so part of strand community and i st yeah still live there and um so yeah but eventually if you're talking about surfing surfing eventually took over in in high school mm. you know played all the sports rugby cricket yeah alice man alice so hockey anniversary for sport at school so i had to play everything and then eventually it was like, hey, man, this cricket's taking my whole Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nine to five. When am I going to surf? So, you know, oh, started. When am I going to bat? These opening batsmen are doing too well. Yes, exactly. And you're like, so I started bowling. Op I was opening bowler. So okay. I started bowling a bit like slower, you know. <laughs> like, oh, so, oh, damn, didn't get picked for the team, you know. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yes, I can go surf. <laughs> sabotage your own <laughs> career in sport yeah which isn't yeah i wouldn't it's not good but that's what surfing does it just takes it takes everything over you know it takes mm. over everything because um it's so lack of room but yeah. what made you drift towards surfing rather than cricket for example or like what is it about it yeah could, could you uh, like find words Jeez. for that i don't know um it becomes an addiction because you want to improve the whole time you, um there's this intrigue you know the waves aren't always perfect when i'm coaching i always say Ocean's not a tennis court, man. Those lines move, then they disappear, then they're over there. Yeah. So there's that um, that intrigue about surfing. Mm. And and the ocean is amazing, eh? It's good fitness. And but yeah, when you when you're a teenager and you addicted on surfing, you just want to improve and improve. Yeah. And it's just like it's all you think about. You just watch videos, you look at magazines, flipping it's just takes over everything. Yeah. Dude. Let's take a 30 second break because these cats are going to make me crazy. I don't know if they want to go out or if they want to take a shift, but we're going to let them out. And this beautiful one is going to join. And there you go. But, um, I wonder if it's, um, the thing with, because I went, I went to the beach with Anya last week and I tried to teach her a little bit on how to body surf and I'm not very good at it, but mm. I know at least a little bit, but there's this, um, you have to work for it mm. and then there's a reward. Yeah. It's not like, uh, like you say in tennis, someone's going to serve and there's a, 
like it's not that much work to get into position to hit the ball like yeah. with surfing there's a lot of like the sets come through it's a shitty set yeah or it's that little bit you gotta also take a risk like uh, yeah. am i taking the second wave am yeah, i taking totally. the fourth and if i do take the first one and it doesn't work then i'm there's some yeah. weird reward i think yeah. for the work that you put in yeah to catch a good wave i don't know if you, that comes yeah. into it i try yeah you know, I'm, I'm teaching surfing so i'm trying to relate it to what people understand and i always talk ocean, ocean is like a language mm. so you need to learn how to read the ocean you mm. need to talk ocean and yes, man, try to learn a new language, especially when you're older. It's flipping difficult. When you're younger, it's easier. Mm. So I say it's like learning flipping Chinese, man. <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> My wife and I tried to start learning German last year. You know, we're getting a little bit, but it's hard, man. You've got to put in the work. And then if you leave it for a month, yeah, you're back to square one. So that's the same with surfing. When we were lighties, we were just in the ocean, jumping over waves, reading waves, reading waves, and then you... You know, you're processing, processing. Oh, that's what that one does. That's what that one does. So I have students like after five years, they're like, oh, I still can't read the flipping waves. I'm like, it's fine. It's normal. You're five years old in surfing terms. Mm, mm, mm. You're 45 years old in years, but you're only five in surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that five-year-old surfer looks at a, at a 10-year-old or 12-year-old, but they've been surfing for seven years. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. I want to be that kid. He's so good. You're like, yeah, but he's older than you mm. in surfing years. So they've been reading the ocean for longer. Okay. So like um, I've got friends that were bodyboarders. Yeah. Their whole lives. And then they turn into surfers. They flip. But their progression is like so quick solely because they can read waves. Yeah. So they'll, their progression will be way mm. faster than someone that starts from scratch. Mm. If you can read the ocean. Yeah. Because it's always changing, man. Every half an hour it changes. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a more difficult skill than pad, learning to paddle or standing. Yeah, totally. That takes way more years than getting fit. <laughs> but what's the, like, what's the biggest challenge of not learning? Is it the ego? Is <laughs> it the laziness? What is it that... Uh, yeah. Because what I hear is, like, you're almost too nice a coach because you push the people into the water. <laughs> Uh, are you ever yeah. I'm sure some of them will listen to this maybe because uh, hello ladies because <laughs> <laughs> I listened to some because I took Anya yeah. and I actually had to throw her into a wave for the body surf to body surf yeah, yeah. and I had to say to her well I want you to take this wave and yeah. I'm like and I didn't know that in the beginning. I'm like, what the fuck happens when you're surfing with Mick? He's like, no, well, Mick comes over and he's like, okay, you see that one? You must take that one. And, and then I see there's a line of, they take advantage. You know what I mean? They of know, me. I think they take advantage of you. They yeah. know that you're going to be telling them, right? Yeah. Because I think the problem is um, they don't want to take the wrong wave, get out of position and paddle back. Yeah you know totally i don't know yeah. you tell me look when we started surfing there was no such thing as surf school it was like your buddy or your brother or your uncle is like here's a board good luck buddy i'll check you later yeah so you're like uh so thrown in the deep end and that's why so many people don't surf they start and they're like stuff this it's too hard i'm gonna go play golf yeah. or something yeah because like the ball doesn't move yeah. you just gotta whack it yeah. um but now with surf schools you know, it's easier. So if there were no surf schools, there would still be less people surfing. So we are a contributor to the crowded lineups yeah. because we are helping people that would never have surfed otherwise. Mm. So that is my, my job is to uh, let my students rely on me less. So I need to work myself out of a job 
But at the same time with some people, they wouldn't come if I wasn't there. Yeah. So I've got to find the balance, you know. But you want people to, I'm there, you there. If I tell you just wait a little bit or move to the right, you'll get a good wave. I can leave you and you're going to get stuffed up. So now it's my choice. What do I do? If I just leave you the whole time, you're not going to come back for a lesson. Exactly. So I'm basically a drug dealer. <laughs> getting you addicted to my push this way and that way. Yeah, just getting addicted to the eye of surfing. <laughs> but yeah, so everyone's different. Some people, I'll, you know, they have the ability to get nailed and not run away and say, I'm, I'm over this. And yeah. Then, you know, well, the, we're talking specifically about the ladies' lesson, which your wife is at. Yeah. I'm going to help them way more because I don't want them to get stuffed up. And they're also like, I don't want to get stuffed up. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but the hope is that you tell them, okay, this one is not good. Then they look at that wave and they save it in their minds and they go, okay, next time it looks like that, yeah. don't go. But it's not that easy, man. It takes years. It takes years and years. There's still guys I pointed out to my students. I'm like, okay, look at this guy. He's going to get nailed. He shouldn't go on that wave. Boom, it happens because I can read it. Yeah. And I'm like, but that guy's been surfing for 20 years. So why the heck did he go on that wave? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, I also don't know. <laughs> Surely after 20 years, you should see. But it, there's so much in your mind. Like, oh, are you tired? Or you misread it? Or yeah. like, you're like, oh, I don't care. I haven't had a wave in 20 minutes. So I'm just going to go on this one. Or the flipping pizza you ate the night before. Whatever. There's so much to surfing and reading waves. Do you think that guy might be arrogant in the sense of, I'm going to show this wave? Maybe. Or he's just, <laughs> just not thinking, man. <laughs> You see that with with men way, may, way more than with women. What? Uh, they just go. Okay. Not They're thinking. Like, no. <laughs> and chicks think way more. So even in, in lessons, like I'll tell a guy, okay, just stay with me. You've never surfed. Don't go to the back. Yeah. Two seconds later, he's gone. He's out there. Like, what are you doing? You, it's like trying to sprint before you can crawl. Yeah. So, but that's that's in us. That's men, man. We're males. We want to go to the top of the mountain. I don't want to stuff around <laughs> over here. Let's go up there first. I climbed Stellenbosch Mountain. I think my second one will be Everest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> of course. Why not? Yeah. I I'm can... a mountaineer now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of. And are the yeah. men also like uh, impatient with waiting to go onto the smaller boards? Totally. Yeah. Is it exactly the same? Yeah. I want to be on a smaller board, yeah. the faster, the quicker, the better. Yeah. And, and I'm not tuning men. I'm a man. I'm the same. Yeah. Know? If I try another sport, I mean, I went snowboarding with my brother. Yeah. He lived in Spain for a while. So we went snowboarding first times. And, uh, you know, you start on the baby slope. I don't know if you've snowboarded. I haven't, but I understand yeah, the concept yeah. of. Uh, so a small little slope. There's these little kids and they're like, whoa, 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 you know, doing their thing. And we go on this baby slope, which has got not much slope. You're just cruising. And we were just like, doof, doof, falling over. Like, this sucks, man. Like, hurting your bum, hurting your wrist. And we're like, let's go up there. <laughs> <laughs> We've been snowboarding for five minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we did. And the, and the snowboarding instructors were probably like, yeah, look at these idiots, you know. Yeah. And then we went up there. It helped a bit because we got more momentum. Mm. But we were falling our asses off. And, yeah. But it was fun because we were doing it together. And does the, is it transferable skill from uh, surfing to snowboarding? Uh, sort of. It's different. Uh, snowboarding, you're more using your gra gravity to take you down. Okay. And then surfing is more pushing you. So 
uh, when you fall, it's way more hectic. I can't <laughs> imagine. So that's the one thing about surfing. It's not concrete, especially with you. Like if you fall on your bike, yeah. hey, you're going to feel it, man. You fall in surfing, 99% of the time, you're not going to feel it. So yeah. you can hit the ball, your own board, or you can hit the sand, but it's over quickly. You mm. fall on your bike. I know it's like collarbones and flipping knees and ankles. Yeah. I mean, you had a big fall, eh? I had a few. <laughs> I was, I, uh, uh, a friend uh, got me, he, as a present, he got me uh, three sessions with a personal trainer now because I joined the gym for the first time yeah, in my yeah. life and I don't know how the machines work. And I'm scared I'm going to hurt myself, which yeah. I did actually last Because you'll pick up the biggest flipping weight as well. Well, not only, no, actually, I'm pretty good with that. <laughs> uh, um, but, um, so you had to fill in this indemnity form and yep. it also asked you about he, uh, like all your injuries. And I was like, dude, do you really want to know them all? And then it's like head injuries, how many concussions and stuff. Page. I was like, plus minus 20 concussions. Oh, like, uh, oh, that's not, yeah. You know, and blah, 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 blah. And uh, so, but a lot of them were rugby. A couple of them okay. were uh, car stuff where I was on a bicycle and a car hit me. And then a few Jeez. was with the mountain bike. So, and... Listen, uh, what triggers you to do something that terrifies you? I think uh, uh, everyone will have something different, you yeah. know. And mine was my brother died of cancer at the age of 31. Sure. He was 31 when he died or 32. Hectic. And up until then, I always say there's, there's a way I lived life pre Duarte's death and there's yeah. a way of life since his death yeah. like um you know it is like there's some stuff in your life where you're like yeah you know i don't really feel like it you know mm. getting out of your comfort zone mm. or dropping into a wave or maybe going to that spot you know we're gonna drive three hours we're gonna check the set and we might not and i used to be a little bit cautious drawn back you know okay. uh, you know and i just i didn't do a lot of stuff and i didn't realize that Sometimes just waking up, getting out of bed is a fucking, uh, is a blessing, mm. you know, just literally being able to breathe. So after he died, I used to be into cycling, but I never did the jumps and stuff because it terrified me. Yeah. And then it was just like, well, my brother just died with so many regrets. Like if I don't sure. do this now, then I'm going to die with regrets. And I literally saw it happening. So wow. I was like, do it. Yeah. And someone else will be like, do it. And then it was like, I'm not really good at this. And then you see the people that are good. So I'll be like, sorry, guys, can you maybe just tell me how you did that? Because I really want <laughs> yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that. So awesome. So with all of that, a lot of the ego and the pride and the arrogance and mm. the, the bullshit fell away. And then that made me progress very quickly. Nice. If you can ask questions yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, let me learn from yeah, these people. Yeah, you were people. humble. Yeah? And um, sure. So that's how, and that's how the podcast started. Like, you know, like I listened to a lot of podcasts at one point. It's like, hmm, should I have my own podcast? And before I would be like, there's a million reasons why not. Yeah. But now I have reasons for, because everyone always says, what's the point to go to Hollywood? They have too many actors. But I'm like, but every year there's a new famous actor <laughs> coming out. Why can it not be you? Yeah, there's yeah. arguments for both of the sides. Exactly. And, um, yeah. and that's how I, but then I went, so what I'm trying to also say is because he died, I did a few things that I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. So there is a line at some point. <laughs> so I think the first year in cycling, yeah. very few of the things that you do can really hurt you because it's fairly small. It's like being a whitewash warrior. The jumps, yeah. 
But at some point, you get into positions and into certain trails and certain jumps where if you, some of them you do at 30 to 50 kilometers an hour, yeah. some of the stuff you start, I did this one part where I was racing at like 70 kilometers an sure. hour down a place <laughs> with like, and then you start doing stuff that if this goes wrong, yeah. and you know your luck inevitably runs out. It's a lot the, more consequential, yeah. The universe has a way of humbling you when you least <laughs> expect it. And um, and that's basically what happened to me, is that uh, my luck started running out. Yeah. There were some days where I had a bad vibe. I'm like, I'm not really feeling it. I'm like, dude, don't be yeah. a pussy, you know. Live <laughs> life to the fullest, fucking charge, charge. <laughs> and it's like, no, there's some days where you got to be like... Just rein it in a bit. And I'm sure it's the same with surfing. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, um, yeah, so you surf spots. So looking at my life, I started surfing at Strand. So it gets not, it doesn't get big. So mm. you're used to, and it's less powerful than other spots, if you, you know, pretty much. So... If you if you're known as a surfer from Strand, it's not like if you go to Durban or whatever, like ah okay, whatever. <laughs> Where's that? It's not like you grew up with pipe and no. <laughs> that's like your local. <laughs> you know, our spot at Strand is called Pipe, but the only the only thing that pipes there is the name Pipe. It's nothing. So you can get barreled there. I mean, I get barreled every now and again, but um, with the right winds and stuff. But um, so you you really need to push it. To, to other spots and, and travel if you want to get used to surfing bigger waves you know, mm. and more powerful waves. So, yeah, definitely more scared. I mean, my brother was six years older than me, so he's already out there and I'm like, oh, you know, oh, scared and, you know, white, surfing the white water for a long time. You want to be at the back, but you don't, you're too scared. And mm. so it took me a long time, man. And I was definitely way more scared. I mean, people look at me now like, oh, you know, it's, it looks so easy and you surf big waves. But it's like, no ways, man. If you compare me to other guys my age, there's no ways. So I got better later on than a lot of other guys. But just because, uh, you know, the influence of other waves came later on. Mm. But you've got to grow into that stuff. So like going 70 k's down the, hour, you know, down the, down the hill, you're not going to do that straight away. No. it's crazy you grow into that but then you get comfortable there mm. so it's about putting putting time in there and then people will say oh you're crazy but you actually feel pretty comfortable in that space yeah but falling you know even on a big wave it's very seldom you're going to break something yeah but there's other dangers that people would be like there's no ways man there's sharks i don't want to be underwater i can't breathe there's that energy yeah but some guys will flip and climb a mountain free free climbing but they won't catch a small little wave but there's no ways I'm going to climb that mountain. So we've all got, I don't know, it's different adrenaline buttons or yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or uh, comfort zones, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I always say like, um, listen, if someone had to attack me, I would be comfortably defending myself. Okay. But sitting down talking about my feelings <laughs> might terrify me. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we all have something that terrifies us. Totally, yeah. You know, so, uh, fuck. I'm, I don't like snakes. I don't know why. No ways, me too. Right. No uh, <laughs> and I used to do trail building and you get a lot of snakes. Uh, like even yeah, like the other day, I went boxing and I built this outdoor boxing gym, kickboxing gym. And uh, I walked towards it and I stepped and there's always these little lizards that you hear like... Tsh, 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 and I hear one and I'm like, fuck, this lizard's big. And I look and there's just <laughs> and literally from here to where the camera is, there's this two meter cobra. Oh I'm my like, heck, bro. But they are... Anyways... But then the difference between, I think, being scared and not being scared is doing research. 
<laughs> because then you do research and then you realize, but yeah, cobras yeah. are really scared of you. Yeah. And they're quite skittish. Yeah. It's the puff adder that you should be... Yeah. Don't step on it. So I think the difference between being scared and not being scared is research and then yeah. exposing yourself to it. But uh, um, Yeah, it's true. What waves uh, at your level scares you? Is there any spots that scares you in the Western Cape? Yeah. Uh, so Western Cape has got, you obviously know, um, we've got big storms which make big waves. So there's lots of big wave spots in Cape Town. We've got dungeons, you've got sunsets, you've got crayfish factory. It's all on the Atlantic side. And yeah, it's a real big wave spot. So often people say, oh, you do that big wave thing, you know, because they think that's what surfing is. Yeah. Like no, <laughs> that's a different sport, man. Yeah, You're talking about waves, you know, four or five stories high, or it's it's different sport. And that's definitely not what you do. Nah, no, nah. yeah, no desire. Not really. I mean, I might wonder there one day, but for now, it's not happening. Especially after having kids, you know, it's it's way more consequential. Um, you need to train for it, but yeah, I always say the guys that do that's either got big balls or no brains, bro. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> But because some guys, they're just wired. Like we're talking about guys that are wired differently. And mm. So here's one guy, okay? There's a spot around the coast here called Paranoia. So the yeah. name says it all. It's not somewhere you want to start learning how to surf. You've got rocks and you've got reef and you've got... So uh, I had a particular friend that only liked surfing there because he didn't like crowds. So he takes his other mates and he basically teaches them how to surf there. So, But this guy is like a oh, peaceful guy, older as well, like... <clears throat> I think he was in his 50s, he learns to surf. And uh, and um, someone says to him one day, hey, bro, like, aren't you scared of surfing here? And so he replies, he's like, oh, no one told me I must be scared. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, ignorance is bliss maybe uh, for some guys. But yeah. So it depends how you're wired. That guy's obviously wired like, hey, my mate's doing it. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. So. Is that the one that's uh, passed uh, on the way to Roy L's? Yeah. So just past Cool Bay. Yeah. I mean, so in surfing, there you get secret spots. So you don't yeah. want to mention Is that to, one of them? Nah, it's not a secret spot. Okay. If you want to surf there, go for it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> how how yeah. tricky a wave is Cool Bay? It's tricky. What makes it tricky? So, <clears throat> let's... And uh, is, there, is, there, is there a difference with uh, caves and the main beach? Yeah, there's a difference. Um, so, comparing caves to strand. So, strand, we talk about the sea floor. So, same as Musenberg. Well, different even. Musenberg's a very good beginner wave. Not very exciting, but perfect for beginners because... There's a, there's a fuckload of people in that beach. Yeah, because it's so easy. Mm. It's the, if you design a beginner wave, that's it. And okay. then strands a little bit up from that, which has got more peaks and a bit more excitement and a straighty. <laughs> so, and the currents are not that bad. There's, in no cur- there's hardly any currents there. There's no rips. Um, strands very similar to that, but a bit more exciting. Mm. So beyond like total beginner level. Um, so the ocean floor is flat from far out. So there's no funkiness happening. And that swell just slowly coming in. Compared to Cool Bay, it's super deep and then super shallow. Mm. So the wave trips, if you can think of it like that. It trips up in a dramatic fashion very quickly, and then its top grows and folds, mm. where a gentle wave kind of just gently crumbles and rolls in. So you get a barreling waves, which is the most ultimate thing in surfing, is getting barreled mm-hmm. almost in the world. 
if you're going to get barreled, you know, the whole ocean's coming over you, you're inside, it's flipping scary, it's loud, it's fast, you think you might get nailed, and then coming out is that, you know, wow, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't die. Yeah. And then immediately, like, I want to do it again. Yeah. So, so that's what Kube can provide. Um, but the sand moves around and the tides affect the wave differently. So it's not always perfect, mm. but it's got more crunch. So when the waves are small, there will always be a wave there. If the waves are big at strand, it's going to be way bigger there. Um, bodyboarders like that spot because it's, it's a quick takeoff. It's got more power. You don't mm. want to bodyboard a, a weak wave because it's not so exciting. Yeah. So that's more of a bodyboarding spot. If you're going to surf there, you're going to need a bit of experience. And one of the biggest things in surfing is your jump up. So like coming from lying down to standing up. So bodyboarders don't need to stand up so they can just glide into the wave. Yeah. But jumping up, that's you know in coaching that's the thing i focus on a lot is and it's, getting it's, to your feet what makes cool bay difficult is that you don't have a like a nice 45 degree no. it's a bit of a drop yeah. and then you have to catch yourself and so it's from nothing to straight up straight away flat to boom so and you it's need very to be, quick motion yeah the jump up is you know you've got it's got to be quick if you have yeah. a slow jump up on a gentle wave you can survive you'll eventually get your feet and go yeah on a peaky hollow wave you're gonna probably nose dive and yeah it's not so fun. And uh, zero to ten, how popular um, for or how much do you like Cool Bay caves? Yeah, it's fun. I, I, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a mission, so uh, you're not too far, but you need a bit of a couple of hours in the day. So I don't mm. often get to do that running the surf school and family and kids and stuff. So, um, but yeah, in the right conditions, it can be amazing. And that's mm. also the thing in surfing: you need to have the right conditions. It's always changing. The better you get, you you know, you want specific conditions. When you're starting out, you just flip and go surfing anything, you know. Yeah. People are like, oh, when's the right tide? And the moon must be lining up with the cross on the mountain. <laughs> and, you know, like, just go surf, man. Especially yeah. when you're starting. You just need time in the water. Yeah. But as you progress, you want more specific conditions or you're looking for a barreling wave or a specific wave in the right uh, tide or swell direction and all that. So then... And then there might be a small window, you know, maybe in mountain biking or whatever, it's not, a, you know, the mountain's always flipping there. Yeah. Maybe it's raining or windy, but, yeah, but with surfing, it's like, flip, I've got, it's going to be on Saturday at nine o'clock at that specific spot. If I miss it by two hours, I'm going to be surfing foamies. Exactly. So it's good, uh, not always good for relationships. Good application <laughs> to check out the weather. Um, there's so many. I use WinGuru. Okay. But there's surf forecast, there's wind finder, there's a bunch, and they're all hey, there's there's loads of them. There's. Um, but wind guru is a solid I, one. I like it. It's all compact. But then you still gotta read between the lines and interpret the data. Interpret it totally, <laughs> totally. So I had this dude. Okay, how's this story? I had this guy. We get a lot of Germans. Well, I'm not bang, you know harming on Germans, but yeah. this guy happened to be German. Okay. <clears throat> so he. We were walking down the beach doing a, about to do a lesson, and he says, why is there wind? So I was like, uh, yeah, it's windy, man. It's a little bit of wind. It's not too much wind. She's like, but the, the app said there would be no wind. So like, are you joking? Like, looking at him to see if he's joking, he's like, dead serious, you know? Like, why can't they get it right? Like, I was like, dude, it's, the, it's nature, man. It's, yeah. the, it's just an interpretation. It's... Like, you can't go sue Winguru because there's a bit of wind, you know? Yeah. And he was bummed, eh? He didn't get it. So maybe <laughs> he was just very. Pres- <laughs> but so that's the most extreme form I've ever seen. You know, like, 
sometimes I say to guys, like, okay, just hold on. I'm going to go into the surf school. I'm going to get my switch and I'll just turn the wind off. I think that's what people think I have sometimes. Yeah. Plus, uh, I don't know if, uh, if, uh, uh, if people are also lazy in that department. They send you, like, is is friday good weather conditions yeah. rather than them checking out yeah. and interpreting the data is that also happening? yeah i just ignore those people is it i don't know <laughs> i don't know you gotta check out on friday no no. <laughs> no that's just a part of the part of the the service we give you know you got to give a bit of um you got no i yeah. understand like uh, i have a friend like my friend's a chiropractor and he's like the problem with his approach to chiropractic is that he fixes people's backs and they don't have to come back to him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's like, uh, if you're really good at what you do, uh, people don't need to come back to you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, but it's true. But people don't, and what he says, people don't want to be fixed or they don't want to put in the work that's necess necessitated yeah, yeah, yeah. to be fixed. Yeah, um, totally. Because uh, there's just a, and I think it's also like, listen, I went to go do extreme sports because it gave me a massive thrill and my life was boring. Maybe some people have exciting lives and it's just a way to blow steam off quickly. Uh, yeah. So everyone's got a different motivation for doing something. Yeah. So and if, listen, fuck, maybe if I surfed and it was like, I got the weather conditions wrong a few times, maybe I'll be like, okay, I'm going to check with Mick what's happening. <laughs> no, man, you can phone us anytime. <laughs> Bonus. I flip in. I do the surf report on the radio, uh, Radio Helderberg. Okay. Twice, twice a week, and yeah, I still get it wrong sometimes. I'm like, there's no wind, and then I look, oh, there's a bit of wind. But <laughs> what's going on with the wind right now? Do you know Dude, why this is this bad? Seven days of southeaster. Eh? It's going to stop tomorrow, hopefully, but it's been hectic. I think it's just because the rest of the country needs rain, so. And that brings rain to the yeah. rest of the country. A lot of it, not just not the Karoo, unfortunately. The Karoo okay. needs most rain, but yeah. So if we get a lot of, even if you just drive up to Krabo, it's flipping raining. Okay. Yeah. So. So there is a positive. There is a positive. Eh? It's all about perspective. <laughs> We're gonna go deep now, bro. <clears throat> How are you feeling right now? <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. But we were at the beach yesterday. Because we knew it was going to be windy, but we were like, maybe yeah. we'll just go jump in quickly. But it was so interesting to see how the sand's gone. Like, you yeah. just have this bottom layer right now. All the stones. Just the stones everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's, and then it's like, um, with all the alien in uh, plants that we've got, yeah. I finally understand why they brought them in. Because I'm like... Oh, right. Like stabilize like yeah well if it wasn't there like where would the coast be where would all the sand be like it'd just be everywhere <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's hectic you can see how the beach moves around in the in the sand uh, in the wind but it's also it's, it creates different you know say take cool bay for instance in winter there's mm. no sand on that beach it's just rocks yeah but people don't go there in winter because it's not a good time but we still surf there mm. and you have to walk over rocks and jump in mm -mm -mm. and so the wave is a little bit different mm. and in summer that sand all comes back from the wind and it fills it up again. Um, so it's just nature, I think. It's supposed to happen, eh? Yeah. We don't always understand it, but it blows around and then blows back and then it, it moves around and you get all this longshore drift about with beaches where the sand moves. So mm. stuff does happen. It's not all just global warming and whatever. But Do you believe in global warming? That's another warming? conspiracy. You think it's real? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Anything's possible, you yeah. know. I can't imagine what we. Possible. I can't imagine what we're doing as humans. Is exactly. Contributing positively no. towards the environment. 
That's a good uh, stance to take. You know, so uh, <laughs> that's where I begin. <clears throat> yeah. And then I can imagine what we're doing is uh, it's definitely not sustaining. No. And then you have to look at, well, then we're breaking down the yeah. environment. And yeah. it's, I think that's pretty clear. And uh, with warming, uh, listen, I didn't switch on my light here because it would make the warm room, uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the room warm. But I can imagine if you have all these factories and shit all around yeah. the world, it must have some sort of contribution. No, it can't be good, man. So, Is there a difference in the wave now compared in Strand, for example, compared to 15 years ago? Has the a, seabed changed? There's a conspiracy right there. Is <laughs> <laughs> Look, so I've been surfing for 30, 27 years. Okay. Um, <clears throat> sorry. And the guys that are older, they always come up with, yeah, you know, Back in the day, this wave used to be four foot and used to run from there to there. And that's their theory. And <laughs> and it might be totally true. Yeah. So the, the theory in Strand is all those the high-rise buildings weren't there back in the day. There was more dunes. There was more sand. Uh, it, there was more stability or less stability. Sand definitely affects the wave. So if you've got more sand, it crea can create a bank. Um, so... There's a certain spot uh, that we always joke about in Strand, um, and it's a small wave, but a nice, powerful wave. Um, but it's good to surf when you when you're younger. Mm. And so we always say, you know, when you're younger, everything's bigger. You know, if you hit a, if you hit a jump when you're young, yeah. the first time you hit that jump, it flipping looks huge. Yeah. Now you go hit that jump, you're like, what the hell? That thing's tiny. So yeah. so it's the same with waves. Okay. You surf in the beginning, and you think, yes, mom, I surfed like a the wave was huge. And then if you ever get footage of it. Uh, which is, by the way, a very humbling thing. Very humbling. Very hum for surfing, I think, with any sport. Dude, with mountain biking, it's <laughs> embarrassing. It's not even humbling. It's embarrassing. It's like, dude, Red Bull is going to sponsor me. <laughs> then you watch it. I'm like, I can't even show that to my wife. Like, I can't show it to anyone. <laughs> yeah, totally. So there comes a time in surfing when you, in order to progress, you need to see yourself on, on footage. Yeah. And then, so there's always a disclaimer I give to my students, like, it's not going to be pretty. You're going to think I missed all your good waves. It's not going to look as big. Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they see their footage and they're like, their face drops. And they're like, oh, you must have missed my good waves, man. Like, <laughs> that wasn't me. Like, you must have. So that move that looks like Kelly Slater or yeah. whatever is not so amazing. No. And... So that's the thing. What it looks like and what it feels like is two different things. And that's why it's good to get footage of you doing anything. You know, golfers use it, uh, any sport, mm. to bring what it looks like and what it feels like together. Yeah. So when you do the thing, in your mind tells you, ah, oh, that's what it actually looks like. And then you can improve way more than, than anything else. Mm. Uh, than someone telling you. Because I can tell you a hundred times, oh, bro, you're using your knee to stand up. You're using your knee to stand up. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Mm. On footage, uh it's there's you can't fight footage yeah but some people still do it man no way yes. dude people are weird man <laughs> my, my biggest challenge in life is dealing with people because yeah. uh, they're just so interesting uh i think is it true strands very underrated strands got a bit of a like a bad rep but it's like it's a very nice wave to surf like when i i grew up in Stellenbosch, yeah. yeah and it was almost like if you don't go to cool bay and you go to strand you're a bit of a pussy it's yeah. like oh boy you like small waves yeah i think strands very underrated that's the stigma yeah so and that's fine i don't mind it keeps people, people away yeah but we still we've got plenty surfers but um yeah it's a weird thing there's waves 
Um, but you need to read it well. You need to, you know, be able to get in the right spot to get good waves. Yeah. But a lot of people are just not willing to do that or ride a different board. So mm. if you're riding a performance board at weak strand and you're expecting to get a, a barrel like Jeffrey's Bay, it's probably not going to happen. So <laughs> your expectations are going to be, you know, shot. Yeah. So I, my, my deal is go with no expectation and you're always going to exceed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and ride a board that's going to help the but particular way. Like Dalai Lama saying, do this and you're going to find happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like people are just not designed that. Is J Bay as amazing as they make it out to yeah, be? Yeah, totally. So it's a wave that any, everybody around the world will use as a benchmark to every other point break or long breaking wave. So you'll ha- you'll see guys go, "Oh, that looks like J Bay," or that barrel, or that was as long as J Bay. And is it internationally renowned? Oh yeah, of course. And is it really like endless summer, fucking endless barrel? It's not like <laughs> that anymore. So endless summer, if you watch endless summer, that wave that they surfed in endless summer one isn't J Bay. That was in Cape St Francis, Bruce's Beauties. Okay. Which is a long wave. In endless summer two, they did surf J Bay, um, and it was super long. Yeah, it is like. And you can still catch it today. Like J- that? J-Bay's, yeah. It's the, not, the, the wave hasn't changed that much? No, it's all got to do with sand as well. But there's okay. rocks and it's, yeah, I would say it's the same. It just <laughs> and depends. have you been down there a couple of times? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Love it. Yeah, you have to surf J-Bay. The water is nice. <clears throat> area is nice. It's a beautiful place. Um, a lot of How's the life. surfers there? Are they a bit cocky shits or are they all right? <laughs> or do you so, find them everywhere <clears throat> all around the world? Hey, you said where there's people. I say, well, there's people, there's problems. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree. I agree, man. We're just not... It's because that's the one question I wanted to ask you. Is it... Do you just have dickheads? Every, and dickheads might be ladies as well. Cause, uh, and I'm glad that... They, I'm glad that there are more women getting involved uh, in sport. And yeah. uh, Anya and I normally talk about this. But I'm sure... Uh, uh, you would think that surfers are chilled out people. And it's like sometimes it's the least chilled out people. Plus, there's this. You can maybe also explain to me why is there's this. Uh, in the old days, it's like bodyboarder versus surfer. Nah. It's like, what's that about? <laughs> so that's my two questions to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, there's people, there's problems, man. If you go to any group of people, there's going to be a rift and there's going to be a thing, or there's going to be like, oh, I was here first, or I want. It's pride. Men are full of pride. Here we're getting deep again. If she's getting yeah. too deep, it's... Yeah. <laughs> no, let's go for it, bro. I need to understand. <laughs> but yeah, we always, we're full of pride. We want what we want and stuff the other guy. Mm. And so it's not natural to treat others like you want to be treated. It's like, mine, mine, mine. I want this. Just think of a flipping car park, man. There's one car park. There's three cars. Those are going to fight over it. It's like, and it's an auntie and a, a laborer and a plumber. Like, come mm. on. Mm. Like, it's different people, but we all want the parking. Very seldom the guy's going, oh, yeah, no, you take the parking. Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? Or someone cut in on my, you know, cut in on my lane in driving. It's yeah. like, it's hectic. So I think it's human nature to fight. Yeah. And then the problem comes when people are like, oh, surfers are hippie, you know, just salt of the earth, like, take my wave. <clears throat> yeah, man. would be nice but it's like <laughs> you're dealing with humans so you've got a guy that's been at work all day he's got an hour to surf he's got to get back to his family and he flipping wants waves to relax which is also like an oxymoron you know like yeah. I, want, I want my waves so I can relax but I'm going to fight you to relax hey just calm down man yeah dude and often there's, there's constantly waves coming yeah 
but there's always that you know there's that thing in surfers minds that that wave that you want that the one the one that's coming yeah. and there's always that i want the perfect wave but then okay. even after you get that wave there's a moment of exaltation and yes and then you don't go in you turn around and go back out because you want another one so you know it's a void that can't actually be filled yeah yeah we're going deep but people are filling that void with stuff whether it's sex alcohol relationships jumping off buildings with parachute money uh power material wealth so surfing is just another one of those things yeah unfortunately it's not this utopia you know for some people it is Mm. because i think they're more uh centered as people and they're more grounded but for for guys that have been surfing a while, and a lot there's a lot of grumpy guys out there, and if you're listening to this, you're grumpy. <laughs> there's no two ways about it. Like chill out, man. And we've yeah. we've got a cool saying at the surf school. Uh, hashtag we started a hashtag. Hashtag give a wave. Okay. So it means two things. Like don't be a dumbass. I'm right next to you. How's it? Okay. So you you'll surf with people, and we're sitting as close as we are, but they won't say they won't acknowledge each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally weird. Yeah. Because you, you're there to do the same thing. Even yeah. if it's just like a, hey, you don't have to flip and get into a deep conversation. Just acknowledge, like, wave, I, hello. I, I clap a sauna four times a week. <laughs> you, like, sit right next to this fucker. <laughs> and you're naked. And it's like, <laughs> it doesn't even want to give you a nod. Like, it's yeah. a bit like... It's weird. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, seriously, just so like, how's it... Hey. And then we can sit there weirdly yeah. together for half an hour <laughs> semi-naked. <laughs> it's like, how many men are sitting semi-naked next to each other in the world right now? <laughs> so we have a special relationship. You know, it's the same with how many surfers are there yeah. in the world. And how many of them are right next yeah. to each other right now experiencing the same thing. And just they're like, hey, how mm. you doing, man? So one guy told me, I don't want to make friends with people because then I have to give them waves. Yes. How stuffed up is that, bro? Dude. I don't want more people. You, you're bringing more people here. And that means you're making people surf. And in five years' time, that little punk is going to take a wave off of me. You're like, bro, you've got issues, man. Dude, we've got to get you to a psychologist. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. So that's some people's mindsets. And then maybe yeah. that comes from like the 80s and 90s where it was more rough. It was like, hey, lighty. You surf down the beach. You don't surf here. And that's yeah. how Strand was. So some guys grew up like that. Okay. If, you, if you're going to surf here, you surf down there. You get out of my way, Lighty. And, so it's like and this so bully, that guy, bully culture. Yeah, that guy grows up and he's going to do yeah. the same thing. I've got to get mine now. And now that, the next guy grows up and now all these surf school. And now I'm there and bringing all these people and trying to be happy and like share waves. And they're ah. like, what the hell is going on Who's here? When fucker? I grew up, yeah. maybe it's like, uh, you know, grade eights or standard sixes. Back in the day, they got mm. flipping moored, you know? Yeah. And then now all of a sudden you can't initiate guys anymore. And they're like, oh, what's up, what's up with that? I, I got to get mine. Yeah. So but, are you a, a fairly unpopular figure within certain crowds in Strand? I don't know. I hope not. But no one tells me to my face, maybe behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> you get that rubbish. But I mean, if someone's got an issue, then let's come. Just come just, have a chat to Yeah, me. come chat. But I try to keep the peace as much as I can. Yeah. With, with my surf school, I've always tried to use different areas of the beach. And I, 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 treat, uh, I teach my kids or my students the rules. There mm. are totally rules out there. Mm. Um, surf etiquette. And so we try to summarize that in hashtag give a wave. Like respect others. If you've just come into the lineup, you don't take the first wave. Yeah. I come sit down. You, you're going to try and create a cue. Okay. which is very hard in the ocean because we're all moving around and then there's a wave here and then there's a wave there. 
Um, but you've got to try create a queue and share waves. Um, so hashtag giveaway, say hello to people, respond, create an environment that's friendly, and then also don't take all the waves. Mm. Like I've had five waves. Hey, Brute, go on this wave. Or you're in a better position than me. Go. Yeah. Or I could take the wave. I won't make it, but you also won't make it, but you're not allowed the wave. Yeah. So, hey, go, bro. And so sometimes I'll, someone will be paddling for a wave and say, no, you also want it, but you're in a better position. But you see me paddling, so you stop, but then I also stop, but I don't say go. Yeah. So they, the wave's sacrificed to no one. And it doesn't take any effort just to say, hey, Mava, go, bro. Dude, I'm just getting a bit like frustrated listening to it. <laughs> I'm like, but it's a, such a primitive way of thinking. Yeah. I'm sure, and something that I've... Uh, uh, Something that I've noticed is even giving out compliments. Uh, dude, that was such a nice wave or like... So easy. You know, and, I'm, and people are so scared of doing that. It's like, or not scared, they just, they rather fall within a jealous point yeah. of you had such a sick wave that looked amazing yeah. and they rather sit with the jealousy than literally like, mm. dude, what a sick wave. Yeah. So surfing is a narcissistic sport. Okay. Because we're always looking for ways for us. Yeah, you know? It's not a team sport. No. It's not a... It's about me. I want my wave. I want, you know, I want to go surf. I need my surf. So, so it's, it is narcissistic if you want to summarize it. But then, you are, then there's people in, other people involved and you're sharing the same space. Yeah. So what does it take to go, if a guy does a cool move or a guy, you can see he's stoked. He might not be as good as you. And you just go, yeah, nice one. It takes nothing, man. Mm. And then you, you create a friend. Yeah, it's like the easiest thing in the world. Like with young kids, I mean, you know, I'm I'm a surf coach, so they look up to me, and I just go, "Hey, nice wave." Their eyes light up, bro. Boom! What? Yeah. Someone acknowledged that I did something cool. It's like it's the easiest thing in the world. So I've had, you know, we've all lots of surfers have had it. Maybe you all want to progress, so you do like a crazy cool move, like an aerial or whatever. You land it. Boom, you always want someone to see it. Yeah. You know, if you if you do a jump, I'm sure as well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, did someone see that? <laughs> no one saw it. Yeah. Did it even happen? Yeah. There's no proof. <laughs> Am I alive? <laughs> <laughs> so so as soon as you land a move, you know, it's hard not to look around. Yeah. Say, even now, I've been serving forever, but I still like Yeah, did you I wanna, see that? Someone must enjoy the moment with me. Mm. I want to enjoy the moment with my students, you know. Yeah, I would, yeah. Like, Sequoia, that was awesome. And your your surf is way more fun. And there's a guy right there, and he looks away. He's <laughs> like, what the heck, bro? Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding with me? Like, just... <sighs> so, and normally, I don't know. I can't say for those people why they would do such a thing. Mm. But your immediate reaction is to, oh, come on, bro. Yeah, come like, on, dude. Are you jealous or are you just in your own world? But, hey, everyone's got their own issues, man. And he comes from a background and he has things happening. So you yeah. can't judge why he's doing that or, mm. or not. But um, it's sad. You want to you, you enjoy the moment with people. And the surfs you have with friends, there's some people you want to surf with. Mm. And there's other people you're like, I don't want to surf with this guy. I'm going to just go in. Because yeah. he, he creates a vibe that's not lekker, you know? Yeah. There's a guy that uh, we could probably talk off air. Uh, so we have a mutual friend and... Uh, um, and we've got another friend and I, he's the world's nicest guy. Like he's like the nicest guy. But I hear he's a bit of a, a bit of a, 
Not nice in the water. He's not the nicest guy in the water. And I'm like, it's quite weird. Like, you wouldn't <laughs> have thought that. And he's also, like, uh, fearless. Like, he just drops in on any, anything and everything. And he's like, sure. uh, it's so weird how you can be different in different areas. It's probably normal. But that's one of the reasons yeah. why I got out of uh, cycling. It's bec- There's a variety of reasons. But one of the reasons was this, the same culture that sure. is in surfing. Because yeah. I pitch up. I'm like, hey, guys, how you doing? We all hear six yeah. o'clock in the morning on top of a mountain. I can r- see you risking our lives, <laughs> fucking going down, getting a stupid rush. Like, yeah. and then people are like checking in. The, what bicycle do you uh, have? Uh, what shoes do you have? Some people don't even greet you. Like, you know, like sometimes you like on a on a jeep track and you yeah. cycle past each other. So you wait for the like. How's it? And it's like, the guy goes past, I'm like, that's just weird. But anyway, and <laughs> sometimes you do sick stuff and you seem like the people are gossiping about you. Like they, yeah. uh, and that's yeah. what I love about soccer or football. Yeah. You would see people that maybe play team sports. There's something different in their minds. Like you understand that it's about yeah. us you, working you together. You need the other person, yeah. And uh, some, so it's easier to sometimes to get on with people that are playing team sports than the solo sports. Totally. And, uh, yeah. and I sometimes think that people didn't have brothers that got slapped if you're behaving <laughs> like a little shit. You know what I mean? Like if, if you grew up with brothers and you being yeah. a little selfish... Yeah. Dickhead, then there will be certain repercussions and yeah. i think some people they just never got put into their place yeah totally so yeah there's, we're dealing with pride we're dealing with oh it could be a whole lot of other things man but yeah it's just sad so we've got that hashtag giveaway thing at surf school mm, okay the whole environment at surf school um you know is trying to we're trying to be a positive thing you know um so yeah it's called sun surf school s-o-n so we are we're part of christian surfers yeah, I wanted. I think that's a perfect time to segue into this. Uh, uh, I don't know how it's oxymoronic to be a Christian surfer. You can maybe <laughs> ex- explain that to me, but uh, um, I think it's the stigma. Okay. Yeah. Um, so coming from the eighties, nineties, you know, a surfer, or even the seventies, you know, it, to be a surfer was a rebellious thing. Okay. Uh, society wanted you to get a job, you know get married, have kids, you know, play a respectable sport that people understood. Surfing yeah. wasn't understood. It was down on the beach, down there, around the corner. What the hell are the guys doing? They, you know, they, you know, not taking responsibility. So there was that rebellious thing about surfing. And that created a certain crowd. And then, you know, drugs got involved, sex got involved, you know, alcohol. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't culturally accepted when it started. Mm. And I think that stigma just carried on through through time. Obviously, now it's different. But a lot of uh, what I've tried to do is create a different culture, you know. And um, and that's part of the surf school and part of what we promote at the surf school. Just at the very least, a positive vibe, you know. Mm. Um, and so we're part of Christian Surfers, which is the international movement, which, um, you know, connects with surfers all around the world. And... Um, yeah, we, we're not a Christian surf school, but we are Christians that run a surf school. And um, mm. yeah, at the very least, try to be a positive influence. And if people want to go deeper, they want to go deeper, man. But yeah. it's about, you know, treating other, people's how, tre- treating other people how you want to be treated, you know. Mm. And that's like just summing up the gospel pretty much. <laughs> mm. And it's not an easy thing to do, as we've seen. We've spoken about it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's part of Hashtag Giveaway. 
that's part of the vibe we want to create. And so someone actually told me once, they like, you're a Christian, but you're a surfer. Isn't that oxymoronic? Yeah. And maybe in their minds it is, because maybe the surfers they've yeah. met or understood yeah. are totally on the other spectrum of of faith. And um, that's cool. I like those kind of questions. And um, for me, it's not. For me, it's part of mm. part of how we grown up and part of the the culture we're trying to create at the surf school. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I think it's uh, people like to pigeonhole people yeah. to try and understand them. So if I pigeonhole you in this, then and I think it's like if you look at the metal band, it's like they must be fucking shooting heroin. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> if you look at uh, a lot of famous uh, old bands, like mm. a lot of these guys are straight edge, sober, clean living yep. individuals. And I used to be into a band called Korn. Yeah. And like half those guys are really big Christians right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's that one? The drummer? What is his name? Uh, I don't know the name of the drummer because I've got a new guy, but Head and Fieldy and Monkey and Jonathan yeah. Davis. I don't know who all of them, but I was like, uh, it's just you can't pigeonhole people. Yeah. And I think but the vibe I get from you guys, it's like, I don't know, man, like this, this religion topic for me is weird because I grew up religious, but yeah. I grew up with a certain type of church. Yeah which I did not associate with and the people and they spoiled it a little bit totally. for me. And That's for a lot of South African kids, man. And uh, what I like at the moment in this uh, Stellenbosch, Cape Winelands, Helderberg area is that there's a lot of small churches and there's options now. It's mm. like in the old days you were listening to Rolling Stones or the Beatles. That's it. <laughs> there was no in between. Now there's options. Yeah, okay. And uh, what I like about it is you can go find your way that you want to go do it. Yeah. And it's a lot more intimate. It's a lot more personalized. And yeah. uh, uh, so if people want to do that, I think it's awesome. And what I get from your school is it's just positivity. Yeah. Like forget about the Christianity. We're just positive, good people and that's the main thing and if you yeah. want to talk about it cool but if you don't want to talk about it cool like yeah. and i love that man yeah. because that's very contradictory to what i grew up with yeah. it's like it's almost like Forced. we want to go plant the flag on the moon and let people know yeah and it's like yeah you know so i quite dig that vibe cool. man i think you guys are doing a very good job with that and you feel the energy around the school which that's is cool. awesome you know and i Thanks. think uh, anya would <laughs> so the way my wife got into surfing was She's from Poland. Mm -hmm. And um, not Germany. She's from Poland. <laughs> Don't stuff it up. <laughs> they are neighbors. So, uh, they are next to each other. But um, she came here and then it's like uh, she always wanted to surf. So for one Christmas, uh, I bought her five private lessons. Ah, okay. And um, then she went for a couple. Um, and then I think she went with... Uh, she went with you and another guy, but he's a bit like, whatever, just enjoy. And then Mick was a bit more like, okay, this one, this one, this one, a bit more militaristic. <laughs> and Anya digs it. She feeds all it. And uh, five sessions later, she's like, I'm a surfer. Hooked. You know, and I, and, but it wasn't only that. I think it was the positivity, the energy yeah. around the school. It's like super amped. Like, yeah, yeah. you caught a wave. I'm happy. Yeah. And we have it in trail building a little bit. If you're like a true 
trail builder. Okay. It gives you sometimes more joy in building a jump, seeing other people yeah. do it than actually doing it yourself. And totally. I'm sure you got it as a teacher. Yeah. There's this weird joy that you get when you help others. Yeah. I think we all wired differently. So some people won't be able to be teachers. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's something in me that even after 17 years of teaching surfing, Hey man, if someone stands up on a small little piece of foam and they ride, hey, it makes me tick. So, and so I know I am where I should be. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of there's a lot of surfers who are like, oh, you're still doing that. Oh, doesn't it? Isn't it like boring? Yeah. Because for them they wouldn't be able to do it. But yeah, so I, I've definitely got teacher in me. Um, we uh, we do this this cool assessment called. Um, um actually what's it called now <laughs> slipped my mind but it's called strength finder there we go and it plots your strengths in 30 categories okay and it gives you your top five so businesses use it everything everybody uses it it's good to help you know how you tick yeah and also helps you in your relationships we've done it as a couple and so i've got uh you know a couple of things in there that's like maximizer which helps taking people from a place to another place mm. as part of my makeup mm. so it's good for teaching yeah um and um and a lot of you need patience obviously um and that's part of it but yeah man i dig seeing people get better at stuff and yeah. to see the look on their faces they stoked and then you build this bond together yeah so there is a bond that you build i think teaching anyone in extreme sport they've got to trust you mm they don't trust you they're not going to carry on you know mm -hmm. so there's that trust element and then you 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 build a connection through that mm -hmm. and to see someone thrive hey it's sick man because people want to get better and people you know everyone wants to surf people come they're 40 or they I coached a guy that was 70 the other day so i've always wanted to surf like most people have always had that inkling like we want to do that but yeah. we don't know how to do it or it's too scary or i don't have the time yeah. and when you get it right you're like oh bro that that feeling is amazing so I'm in a lesson. I'm with the person. You know, often I say we're not leaving until you stand. Yeah, we're in this together. Mm. I'm with you in this. Mm. It's not like you're oh, flipping stand up already. Otherwise, I'm going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, we're doing it together, and that helps motivate me to help you surf better. Um, but it's often a psychology lesson. It, I, that's it's what I want to totally. say. That's what it sounds like. You're just working on psychology all the time. <laughs> when should I be t uh, pushing? Yeah. When should I let them say, okay, totally. wait, you know, let's just chill out today. Yeah. And each person's different. And you just got to read them. And how do you know? And even like uh, halfway into the surf session, something might trigger yeah. or this or that. It's like... So, yeah, you need to, you need to know people. It's a people business. It's a sur it's surfing, but it's about people, and so the better you can know your customer, the better you can adapt, and know know how hard to push. But it's often you know people don't think they can do it, and I can see this chick can do it, but she doesn't believe she can do it. Yeah. And I need to make her believe. Mm. And that's hard, but there's little tricks of uh, putting someone on a board or helping them a little bit. Sometimes you just sometimes you pick someone up and you put them on the board and you push them. <laughs> And they're like, what the heck? Yeah. I'm like, you're standing. And they're like, I am. <laughs> and then that clicks. And then that helps them to do it by themselves. Okay. Just like you just need one little moment of, oh, I did it. Yeah. And then. Everything falls. And that can help in life. Eh? I mean, if you do something, you know, sports can help in life. We've seen it with kids. It can help you be, you know, 
uh, overcome things or be or help you with work or whatever mm. if you've got whatever you know is yeah. released adrenaline or whatever yeah whilst you're surfing can help you do stuff in life that you never thought you could do and um on average do people stand on the board catch a uh, <laughs> a foamy on the first second or third lesson first lesson Everyone stands on the first lesson in the If it's ocean. for one second or for 20 seconds, depends on the person. Yeah. <laughs> but the goal is to get them on their feet. First lesson. So everyone basically catches it on the first lesson. Well, they, they have stood. Whether they can do it by themselves yeah. is another thing. But with the coach's help or my help, they have stood. Yeah. If so it's one second or yeah, we've depends been going on them. Just over an hour. So, um, sure. Uh, that was cool. I think that's what one of the the things i want to get out there it's like you will stand yeah. on your first lesson because i think anya was a bit like you know how long is it going to take yeah. like i've got five sessions is it going to happen at the end <laughs> of session five and it's like it happens really quickly yeah and it doesn't matter who you are yeah like it's going to happen yeah. and by the end of like three sessions yeah you are a surfer basically yeah so look everyone's got a different definition of what a surfer is yeah <laughs> <laughs> but if you've stood on a wave you've surfed so and it's about um you know like we said before it's about perspective mm. so it's like if you're expecting to get a barrel and ride away for 100 meters it's not gonna happen yeah for a you know a good couple of years mm. but if all you want to do is just stand on a wave and ride and that's our expectation for yeah. people I tell my students, I'm not expecting you to do a 360, a flip and back flip. Mm. Our first rule at the surf school is you just have some fun. It's up on a surfboard there. The best surfer is the one having the most fun. Yeah, I saw that. I love it. <laughs> so it's a saying from an Hawaiian dude that started surfing uh, and took surfing to Australia, the Duke. He's a famous, and he's that's his thing, you know. The best surfer is the one having the most fun. And it's totally true because mm. there can be really good surfers out there and they're not having fun, man. Well, look at this whole Kelly Slater argument. It's yeah. like... <laughs> is he having fun how many championships has he won 11 world titles and he doesn't look very content with his life yeah why I is he still competing he's 47 yeah why is he still competing he can walk away and do something else but listen I, I I'm talking about it because I can put up my hand and say like they are I have elements of that I yeah. just had a podcast two days ago with one of my students that I still got to release but you know how it is like you have students and then at some point they start teaching you they, <laughs> they somehow turn the mirror and he, we actually had a chat here and That's he's good. like dude like i think you can be more patient i think <laughs> <laughs> with good. life and wow. I, and I and we had a chat afterwards and it is one of my big um wow. not shortcomings i don't want to be that tough on myself but it is one of the areas that is hindering me to enjoy the moment yeah. because i'm I'm one of those that no matter what, anything can be done better. Yeah. And it's a problem sometimes. It, yeah. it helps me to be more successful than yeah. some people. And I have more in my life because it's like I do kickboxing. I started a year ago. Yeah. Then it's like I do my podcast. Then it's like I have my own business. Then I do this and I do this and I do this. And they're all pretty good because I'm always like, yeah. what can I do to be better? But then there is that moment of, are you just enjoying it mm. when it's happening? And I think that's the same with what you're talking about in the wave. It's like, mm. fuck, dude, you like charging down whatever. And then you finish, you're like, okay, next time I got to do that. Where everyone else is like, totally. did you see how cool that was? Totally. Which is messed up, eh? 
I think it is. Well, <laughs> I, you know, it, we're all different. And yeah. I, I just think uh, it's sad how you can pursue something and never enjoy it. Yeah. I think that's just quite sad. Yeah. You know, you never realize how lucky you are, yeah. how blessed you are, how amazing your wife is to put up with all your shit. Like, I can be <laughs> a spoiled brat and I'll be like... Uh, yeah. Like, how lucky am I? Not only that someone can sit up with my shit, mm. but they actually enjoy it. Yeah. They find it attractive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, totally. and it's, it's very easy to... Uh, it's to, a good perspective to have. You know, but I don't have that naturally. And that's one of the reasons why I do my podcast. Mm. Is this isn't for money. At some point, dude, this will be a dream job. It's like being like, yeah. what do you want to do? I want to be a surfer. Mm. But like if I could be a podcaster, but the, what the podcast is helping me at the moment, it's, it's putting my thoughts in the right perspective every time I do a podcast. So like mm. this week, I think I have four. Sure. So for eight hours this week, my mind will be in the right place where I think in a yeah, healthy yeah. way. That's good. It's almost like going to church. Like I think you <laughs> go to church and it helps you just to gain the right perspective how yeah. to approach the next few days until you're yeah. in church again. Totally. You're chilling with people that are nice and it just <laughs> it recharges your battery and it's like cool. Like I don't know. Yeah, it realigns you. Yeah, it's like a meal. You, you know, how often are you going to skip a meal for like four months or like 10 years? You're going to die. <laughs> exactly. So that's how I see like gathering with other believers and it just realigns you know we were talking about it with guys yesterday it's like it's a privilege to be able to talk and get deep with someone and they're not like oh you're being a weirdo mm. and and sharing each other's burdens that's a big thing hey eh? um, that's what the walk together is you're sharing you know even if there's no solutions mm. you're sharing each other's burdens you know, that's why isolation is just no good you become a weirdo and and you have no perspective um so you know and and it can happen even in a marriage or in a relationship but you're just not talking you know yeah so sharing is good and men we, we it's difficult for men man you know we always joke men have two emotions bummed and stoked <laughs> <laughs> like share your emotions oh, i'm bummed yeah. i'm stoked i'm very bummed there's a third one yeah. and i'm very stoked you know we need to it's hard because it's not promoted you know you're a man be tough mm. Yeah, real men don't cry. That's bullcrap, man. It takes a real man to cry. You've yeah, really got I've, emotions, man. Dude, I, I, find it, I still find it difficult. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, and that's the, one of the reasons why I do the podcast is I don't drink, I don't drug. Now, and that's a very good area to meet people to talk about shit if you drink and drug. <laughs> because yeah. once people get intoxicated and they, they lose the inhibitions, they yeah, can actually yeah. talk about stuff. But if you're dead sober... It's hard. People are very uh, hesitant yeah. to have real conversations. And yeah. if you consider that half the population are idiots and you don't <laughs> maybe want to have a conversation with them, don't it, it becomes quite difficult. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about the podcast. It creates an environment where you can just be real, man. Yeah. And there's no judgment, whatever. Yeah. And the reason why I record it, it's because um, maybe someone else yeah. listens to it. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. Uh, and that's the cool thing uh, quick question I wanted to ask you this may be a bit silly yeah. are you a billabong or a quicksilver guy <laughs> <laughs> that ship has sailed long ago oh, is that gone dude yeah I mean both yeah. those companies are almost in the dwang and just being held alive 
but there's so many other brands. What's the new the the new ones? RVCA is that a surf brand? Yes, yeah, Ruka or RVCA. You got Hurley, which kind of took over a lot. They mm. did really, but I just heard that they've in the Duang as well. They're just offloading all their stuff. So, surf industry is really tough, man. Like it's no one wants to pay and, 300 bucks for shirts and and reef. Reef, this is uh, Reef South Africa, so they sponsor me wetsuits, and uh, they're in, in Cape Town, they're awesome. Just mm. like a really simple, cool brand, and family-owned, but reliable, and so, you know, the surf school, we use, they um, support us, and we use all their suits and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I uh, really trust and really recommend them. Um, Value yeah, for money. Totally, yeah, and long-lasting, and they've got after-sale service, and because yeah, uh, the good. the surf stuff just got ridiculous man like i grew up as a yeah. kid quicksilver had cool um <laughs> uh, uh bodies bodies and they had cool pants like yeah. uh, uh and then at some point you know with all good things it becomes super popular and yeah, becomes yeah. corporate and yeah. billabong was the first one that jumped ship and yeah. uh i don't know man it was just and you know what's weird is finding shorts these days that cover your knees <laughs> like it's almost impossible like yeah you, it's you, a short short mentality uh, yeah. and it's a it's a completely different culture than what yeah. it used to be but i'm like that's just part of life i used to be a quicksilver guy and okay. then uh <laughs> and now i'm like whatever as long as it's comfortable <laughs> and i can afford uh, it i don't have the choice anymore and you know the funny thing surfers don't pay for clothes bro we <laughs> If we go somewhere, we want a discount. We, otherwise, we won't buy it. Yeah. We'll wear the same shorts for like 20 years, man. Yeah. So the surf industry runs off non-surfers. Mm. Like the joke was like the best-selling Bullabong store when they had all their stores was like in Joburg. Ah. So it's selling, it's selling boardies and If you go shirts. to Jaber, you want to go to the factory shop oh, totally. and buy all and the, the reject clothes. Yeah. Surfers don't pay for nothing, and man. that's the crazy thing. Even if they got money, dude. Cycling. If you go to cycling, it's it blows my mind. I'll sit and I'll be like, hundred thousand rand bicycle, hundred and fifty thousand rand <laughs> bicycle, hundred and eight. That helmet is seven thousand rand. Yeah. That neck brace is fucking ten thousand rand. Those <laughs> shoes are four thousand rand. Some of those fucking socks is a thousand rand. <laughs> and you see these people drive around, and it's like there's someone eating out of a trash can. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it just it's, fucking blows my mind. Yeah, it's gnarly. So the 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 cycling industry is again completely the opposite. Like yeah. People have money. Yeah. And. Uh, so, uh, yeah surfers local surfers that you want to give a shout out that you think is uh, uh really good <laughs> oh jeez i mean we've got loads of young surfers uh they're good we've got a, a really good guy that came from strand we he, we coached him a little bit when he was younger and and aiden mason camp he's really good okay and he's on the world tour so he's done really well a really focused kid really really good surfer and so we, well all good luck to him is he sponsored at the yeah, moment? Spon yeah, you've got to be sponsored to go around the world. It costs okay. a lot of money. and uh, But sponsors are, are men, eh? It's, there's not a lot of money in the surf industry. Mm. It's not like rugby or golf. I mean, golf is probably the biggest one. There's just so much money, you know? Yeah. But it's all corporate money, I think. And there's no surfing's not on TV. People don't understand surfing. They want to sit for hours watching it, and it yeah. happens at funny hours of the, of the day. I mean, yeah. we all watch it on you know online. Yeah. It's all streamed but it's like two in the morning in tahiti and we're like oh, watching and yeah but there's not millions it's not and mainstream there's, so and there's, there's some uh sometimes it's like you tune in it's like there's no waves today yeah 
Or there'll be a 40-minute heat and there'll be four-wave surf. So that's like 30 minutes of mo- watching guys sit in the ocean. Mm. There's some sports you just can't monetize it. I, I think the classic yeah. example is the, the curling in the Winter <laughs> Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's only so ways you can dress that up and try to monetize <laughs> it. It's like ping pong. Yeah. Ping pong, if you watch a good game, it's one of the craziest things you've seen in your life. Yeah. But for some reason, nobody's going to buy pay-per-view <laughs> <laughs> ping-pong world championship. Yeah. yeah. And then you watch Conor McGregor fight for 40 seconds for like and fucking $60. You know, I'm a massive mixed martial arts fan. Okay, cool. So that's my thing. I don't do it. So when I say I do kickboxing, I do it against a bag. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do the actual. And it's sad how surfing, it's like, uh, um, it's just difficult to monetize it. Oh, but the highlight so is they've crazy. They've tried, they've tried, which in the last two years, they've gone into wave pools. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that. So Is that also the thing that Kelly Slater Yeah, yeah. So he, he uh, funded, so it's his wave pool, basically. Okay. But uh, the World Surf League has bought it, and they've put contests in a wave pool. No so way. you can say, at four o'clock on a Saturday, Kelly Slater is going to be surfing, and they can schedule it with HBO or whoever, and then they can make more money out of it. That's cool. But there's something about a wave pool that's just not the ocean, man. So it's what we always wanted because it's a perfect wave and you can press play and there it comes. But it's still artificial. And there's something about the ocean that is, you know, it's unique and there's that intrigue. What am I going to get? Am I going to get this kind of wave? Am I going to get that wave? Is it going to come in time? So a lot of people are are not stoked on it. Yeah. But at the same time, if you told those people, hey, you want to have a free ride, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I'm there. Yeah. But yeah, this the ocean is the real thing, eh? And uh, who's a fan of international or local uh, surfers that you think are really good? You dig their style, the way they go about their surfing? Um, geez, yeah, there's. Um, I'm sure you can name thousands, but yeah, there's loads, eh? Um, but yeah, obviously the the biggest one at the moment is John John Florence. He's he's been injured for a while. A guy from Hawaii, um, and he was from six years old everyone was watching him the blonde haired kid mm. but the cool thing about him is he's we talked about social media the other day yeah. like he hates social media bro okay, he's got okay. the biggest contract in surfing and he never posts stuff and he's not like yeah look at me yeah. and he's super humble he's the best guy in the world the coolest style rides big waves barrels does the craziest airs but he's just like chilled mm-hmm. he's not like look at me and then all of a sudden that's kind of attractive too so he won't post on Facebook, I mean, on Instagram for months, you know. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, he posted something," <laughs> and he's he's just humble, eh? And that's, yeah. I think that's cool. Mm. Best in the world, but still humble. Mm-hmm. And it must be hard because everyone wants a piece of you. Dude, I it must I... be so hard. I always say a man was never meant to be worshipped because you see how stuffed up it gets. Dude, like I have rock stars yeah. and Justin celebrities. Bieber. It goes mental because yeah. you can't handle all that. I want to know what you're doing. Touch me. Just look at me. You know, and that's worship. Like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. and it messes people up, man. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. And the cool movies that people should check out if they surf is, movies? if they're keen into surf movies. Uh, so obviously the most famous one, Endless Summer. Everyone's got to watch that. Which one? All of them. Inner Summer 2, yeah. But Inner Summer 1 is, is also cool, but Inner yeah. Summer 2 is the famous one. Um, and then a nice Hollywood movie is uh, Chasing Mavericks. It's got Gerard yeah. Butler as the, yeah. as the actor, which is kind of, it's yeah. a true story, but it it's also shows the surf culture. Yeah, I quite enjoyed the vibe of that one. Yeah. 
And so a lot of Hollywood movie stuff surfing up. Mm. What's that Blue Crush with the gold <laughs> That was actually surfing? pretty good for us. Yeah? Uh, so Blue Crush was in 2002. Yeah. And after that movie, it kind of spawned the surf school movement. Okay, okay. Because what it did is a whole, millions of girls saw it and they were like, we want to surf. Ah, uh, okay, that's cool. Young girls and it, so it was actually good. So, that's so it cool. might have helped me, Blue yeah. Crush. So yeah. I won't bag on it. Okay, okay, okay. Don't watch Blue Crush 2 because that sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the low budget version filmed in South Africa. But um, ach, you can still watch it. But and So the, Chasing Mavericks, definitely good. Cool. Hollywood movie, that's actually true. And mm. it also might excite you to like, because the guy has to put in effort, put in yeah. time to surf the way and, and train. And yeah. he overcame it. A little You've bit sad. you got to be a bit rebel. And yeah. And it's good for the girls to watch because there's this little bit of emotion, love story in mm. there. No, it's very cool. Twist, uh, but it's good. <laughs> uh, what, there's, uh, what's the movie with uh, Keanu Reeves where he was the Point FBI? Point Break. Yeah. I quite like the vibe, the, the romantic vibe <laughs> of surfing in that movie. What's your opinion of that? I've actually never watched Point Break 1. No? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've seen snippets, but that's, that's a lot of people when they think of surfing and they're like, oh, you watch Point Break. Yeah. So, but the, as a kid growing up, because that movie was in the nineties, yeah, so yeah, it's exactly. like I was born in eighty five, so yeah. I was like, couple, I don't know how I missed it, but and it's like <laughs> it was just this like your whole life is surfing, yeah, like yeah. you have this other part, but but there's a couple of other movies that I saw, but I, I wouldn't be able to remember the name, and then the uh, documentaries that's cool to watch. Sure, there's so much stuff online at the moment, like YouTube. It's just the cool thing at the moment is these guys vlogging, so they'll do okay. like one a week or one a day or two a week. Mm. Um, so there's cool guys there's Ben Gravy who surfs every day and documents it he's okay. trying to surf every state in, the, in, in America no way he surfs novelty waves so a wave that's small but breaking he'll ride it okay, surfs okay. in rivers surfs behind boats surfs like ferry waves but like surf, that Amazon thing that happens that, yeah like but a lot of stuff that you would not waste your time with but he's amped and he's frothing just gets uh, people amped uh, so he's cool Ben Gravy check him out there's a cool guy called Brett Barley. He surfs amazing. He does one a month. You've got Jamie O'Brien who does, he's a bit cooked, but he's, he surfs on softboards and he surfs pipeline. And so he's, it's all this stuff that's fun to watch. Okay, okay. There's lots of content out there. Mm. Um, there's a new guy, he surfs, he's got a series called Weird Waves. So he surfs funny waves mm. and uh, like behind an oil tanker or oil tanker creates a swell oh, that okay, goes okay. onto a bank and then they surf that. Yeah. He surfed in the Zambezi, there's a wave there. Yeah. Um, there's lots of stuff. Yeah, just YouTube is, YouTube can keep you busy for hours. It's yeah, actually so, a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird like how in the old days, uh, skating uh, VHS tapes, you yeah, had yeah. to like pass it around totally. and... Uh, you know, just getting content, watching it. It's impossible. You'd have to wait a whole year. You know, guys would film for a year and at the end of the year, release their video. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, sick. Now a guy does a backflip and at two o'clock, he did it at half past two, you've seen it. Mm -mm -mm -mm. And you're like, cool, I'm going to try that. And so it's like, progression is. Yeah. And it's like, quick. whatever. Like now you see a backflip, it's like, whatever. Ooh, another like, one. <laughs> <laughs> and is punk still big onto uh, on the uh, as the music and the, on uh, the videos? music on videos has changed quite a bit you got like techno I'm terrible at music bro so I won't be okay, able to okay. tell you the only music I know is on surf videos yeah, so yeah. if a song is like oh yeah that's uh, you know, from that uh, that's Geordie uh, Smith section in campaign right? yeah <laughs> is he good? yeah he, he was top 5 again this year okay I think he came second but that elusive world title is 
Mm. No, he didn't come second. I think he came third. But it's hard, eh? The top 10 is like all crazy good guys. Those so you've got to be consistent top, over top, top. 12 contests mm. with waves that don't want to break and subjective judging. And Is that happening in the sport? Oh, yeah. Ah. It will happen from grassroots to the top. But you've got five judges, so they all give their score, mm. and it gets average. So that's why you've got five. Mm. But you can look at a maneuver, and I can look at a maneuver, and you're like, yeah, I think it's an eight, and I'll be like, yeah, it's a six-five. And you, and there's no lines, and there's no finish line, and there's no ruler, so you can't say it is an eight, it is. Yeah. So it, it's subjective, depends on what you're feeling. Mm. <laughs> That's what I I find also difficult with uh, this uh, mixed martial arts that I watch, because some fight is not a finish with a submission or a knockout, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. and then it goes to the judges. And the crazy thing about uh, mixed martial arts, it's a big discussion for many years yeah. the judges has never competed or participated oh, no, in mixed rubbish. martial arts no, it. and it's the same in boxing no. a lot of the judges have never done it it's all a money making it's, really? it's very interesting if you go listen oh, to it on, and man. it's like a lot of times the fight finishes and you're like cool and you have that moment where they raise their hand and it's literally like when you see people surprised <laughs> what? it's because it's literally like how the f- yeah, did yeah. we watch the same fight yeah like, it was like that Conor McGregor boxing match with uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather yeah yeah. it was just a subjective but then it was all people's opinion yeah I actually did jiu-jitsu for a year okay and yeah, yeah it was cool man which uh, place did you do that at Oshin in, in, in uh, Strand okay. was with uh, Bernie Bradell okay um, he was actually one of my students when he was at school and okay then, quid pro quo yeah, it was cool. Um, I took my, I've got an older son who's 20 now and I took him with and we, um, yeah, we did it. I would never have thought of doing it before, but yeah. it was cool. Like really good fitness. Mm. Uh, it complemented my surfing. Mm-mm-mm. You need to be flexible and everything. Core muscles. And I mean, at the beginning, it's weird. Like you're sitting on another dude and you're like all in each other's face. And but it's really technical. So someone said it's like chess, similar to chess. Like, mm. um, And it also took time in the beginning. You know, there was a dude who was 90 kilograms on me and, and they were like, okay, get him off. Like, <laughs> Help? What do you mean, get him off? Like, show me something. They're like, well, this is how you learn. Try. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I'm going to use my muscles and yeah. push him off. And it was yeah. just like, something clicked in my back. And I was like, okay, it's not all about power. It's mm. about technique and yeah. moving. And, and then you learn. Manipulating. Yeah. And going here and, you know, telling forcing them to go there and then Mm-mm. so it's quite interesting i would love to do it man my doctor said the because of my spine i shouldn't do it for a for the moment mm. uh, uh i would love to in, if i had time and if i had the money to join a gym like a, yeah. uh i would love to like i can i've only heard positive things except that i have heard of a lot of injuries happening it can happen, man. And uh, you have to ha- be with people that you trust because there's some people that... Going to push it further. They just get too competitive and they lose their minds a little bit. And that's the difference between something moving. And because I've already... I don't yeah. know. So I'm a bit scared. No, it's true. You get... Yeah. You definitely get a bit of... Depends who you're with. But it's good to have the instructor there. And he... They say everything gets sorted out on the mat. Hmm. So... You know, if you're being a bit too aggressive, the, the instructor, he's going to be like, yeah, bro, calm down. Yeah. Or he'll come in there and put him in a hold and oh, humble him a bit. Yeah, I like the, the, <laughs> the setup. Like, you have yeah. someone and it's like... What they told us is like, if you hurt your partner, then he's not there to train with you the next day. 
So like, be respectful. Yeah. And that's know. again like coming back to the surfing. Like, uh, if you don't do it right, there's repercussions in a lot of sports where we're surfing. If you don't do it right, then you get rewarded because you get more waves. You get sure. More. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Or a bad way to look at it. Yeah, but it's, it's true. That's true. It's and like a, it's like cutting corners. Yeah. Why do taxis go over red lights? Because there's no repercussion. Yeah. They are rewarded, making more money. Yeah. It's so, and I think that's the problem with surfing. Uh, there's no, there are rewards for your negative behavior. Yeah, and that's why you need guys in a lineup that are going to voice their opinion, mm. but in a way that's not going to cause a fight. Yeah. Or you're going to verbally abuse somebody, mm. and that's also part of hashtag giveaway. You know, explain to someone. Because they don't know. You know how many friends I've made out of them getting in my way? Yeah. And then, so people are like, oh, Mick's so, such a nice guy. He's not going to tune anybody. But it's like, no, you're not tuning them. I'm explaining to them. So you go up to the guy in a nice way. Like, hey, dude, do you know you're in my way there? And their immediate reaction is like, oh, I'm like, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm not going to hit you. I'm, not gonna, yeah. I'm just trying to explain to you. So next time, there might be not such a nice guy that is going to hit you. So... I'm going to help you in this situation. We're all here together. So just learn the rules a bit. Mm. But there's grumpy O's out there that'll just go straight in, man. Just start flicking straight away. Or want to be aggressive or get physical. They want to get into a What's the light you're going to learn? First of all, he's not going to like you. Mm. He's going to get bigger one day and remember what you did. And he's not going to be happy about it. Mm. But you can create a friend. But again, then it's have to, you're going to have to go out of your comfort zone. You have to put mm. in effort. Got to be mature got to be humble <laughs> and it's like there's no other way to do it you can't just flick no. it man i think people are just lazy man like it's hard work being uh, uh mature responsible <laughs> being an adult it's like i've got a across the road here yeah uh there is outside sensors for the alarm system yeah and they've got a couple of palm trees that are overgrown and it waves and it triggers the alarm and the alarm is on the roof. Yeah. And sometimes it goes off like three or four times a day. So my thing is, obviously this is a selfish prick that doesn't care because he knows about it because it happens like fucking 90 minutes yeah. a month. So my response is, I'm going to throw eggs at his house. <laughs> 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 i'm like i think that will be a good way to go about it that's my first thought my second thought is not that's just door. not the way to do it so i've waited now a month where i'm like okay let's, is this really unbearable yes and then it's like i phoned a guy the other day okay. and i know him it's a yeah i was like dude this is the situation uh, I don't know if you know, <laughs> but your alarm goes off. And I, uh, but he rents out the house, so he doesn't uh, live there. He okay. rents it out. So I'm like, the alarm goes off all the time, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, nah, I know. I'm going to come switch it off. So I went to go grab him quickly, and I had a chat with him. So, and, I, and it's like, rather than being like, dude, what the fuck, blah, 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 blah. I was like, you, you know, like if, if the alarm goes off all the time, I can't help you when someone's breaking in. Because yeah. it's like the boy that cried wolf too many times. But if the around. alarm never goes off and it goes off, I can go over with my panga. I can go check out what's <laughs> happening. I have a couple of pangas <laughs> in strategic positions uh -huh, here. Okay. Uh, and, um, and I'm like, basically, I can help you yeah. if we do this correctly. But if it, this happens, I can't. And then I'm like, if you, he's like, I actually got to cut the tree, but it's quite expensive. I was like, dude. I'm experiencing. I've got a, a panga. I'm like I'm experiencing <laughs> cutting trees. I can do it for free. So just let me know. It's like cool, 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 cool. And now a couple of days later, the alarm went off this morning, and I was about to get all shitty, 
And then I half an hour later, I saw him pulling in with guys with gear. Nice. So, and it's like, it's hard work to be mature. But <laughs> I think That's real so solutions thing. comes at yeah. uh, if you yeah. just do it right, you know. And I, and I think people are lazy. And that's why in the water, it's too easy to be like, dude, fucking. <laughs> totally. It's way easier just to flick a guy. So, I just, yeah. I'm going to check. I think we might finish. Uh, cool. There is a... Just wanted to check. Is it difficult to be a surfer and be a dad and a husband? Mm. And then now you're a teacher. So you, I assume you don't get that many ways yourself anymore. Yeah. So it's, like that that, it's like that meme or whatever you check, like what my mom thinks I do, what people think, what society <laughs> thinks I do, yeah, what my mentors think I do, and then what reality. So people think I just surf all day. But I don't. I watch surfing all day or I'm teaching all day. Mm. Even when I walk out of the beach without a board and a coach's vest on, people say, how was your surf? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what do you think I do, bro? <laughs> so it's people that surf and are on the beach all day and they still think I surf all day. Yeah. So like, if I was surfing, I would have taken all your waves, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but you see a lot of waves. So you watch a lot of surfing um, and then... But still, my office is at the beach. So if I do have a half an hour or 45 minutes, it's easy just to go in the water and come out the water. Mm. Where if, you, if you're working somewhere else, it's going to take you two hours to get to the beach. Or yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a privilege. My job, I love my job. It really is a privilege and I, I love what I'm doing. Mm. So there's many you know, wealthy guys that come bring their kids and they're like, oh, I wish I had your job. I'm like, yeah, but you won't have my paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have job satisfaction, which is worth a lot of money. Um, and in terms of being of, you know, having kids, yeah, you don't have as much time. And so a lot of people don't understand. Oh, come surf with me. I'm like, no, I want to, I want to go to my kids now. Mm. Like, oh, you have to do that. Like, I don't have to. I want to. So your mindset changes, you know. Um, but my wife is very understanding. And there's a lot of times where Inga will say, you need to go surf now. You need to go with mm. your mates and you need to do that time because she understands it fills me up. Mm. And it's the same with her. Like, you need to go spend time with your girlfriends, you know, or go paint or do whatever. And that's the balance. But definitely, you know, when you're single, you're going to surf way more than you. Yeah. There's still guys that are that are married and they surf a lot. And I'm like, yes, I don't know how that works, bro. Yeah. But that's your thing to sort out. But you need to balance it and you just need to communicate with your partner. And um, yeah. Are you like, a, what's that guy, Blair Hamilton, the big wave? That <laughs> Laird Hamilton. What's his name? Laird. Laird. Yeah. So he gets like, I've watched some of his stuff. He gets like super depressed if there's no waves and if he doesn't get waves in and stuff. And Yeah. But that's uh, a, Are that's you similar to that? Where like if you don't get any good wave, then it affects your mood? Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I've tried to work on that. Okay. Where it can't. Mm. It really can't, man. So that's a, a inner... Uh, thing that you need to work on within yourself you know mm -hmm. because your your emotions can't be dependent on something that's outside mm -hmm. to, a, to a certain it, extent it, yes but like it's it's something you can control yeah and it, and if you want to get hooked on something get hooked on something that's at least consistent <laughs> <laughs> yeah come on like a tennis court <laughs> <laughs> you just buy a big uh, machine that shoots the balls at you and you know no matter what it's gonna but be then it won't be fun it won't be fun <laughs> So how yeah. many way, how many hours of of surfing for yourself do you get in per week? Yeah, some weeks is nothing. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know, a wave or two. 
Because uh, if it's good conditions, then the people are like, oh, we're going to want to come surf. Yeah, so it's, it changes. So that's, that's variable. And your emotions can't be variable. You have to be a, some form of a consistent type of person. Yeah. And when you're a teenager, that's how your emotions go. I don't, oh, I didn't get this. So I'm going to be pissed off and I'm going to throw a tantrum. But like, if you're 30, you can't still be throwing tantrums, man. Yeah. Like, you got to get yourself in check. Yeah. And that doesn't happen automatically. Mm. And that's what we were talking about, community, before, you know. You need to have mentors, you need to have older guys, you need to have younger guys that you can bounce things off. And and like you were saying, the, the mentors become the mentees. Like, I need to be humble enough to learn from other people. Mm. I can't just be giving advice, I need to be receiving advice. So we're talking more about, you know, your inner being, but it's true, man. It comes out. When people are stupid in the water or stupid in traffic, like, yeah, they're being stupid, but there's a root. What's the root? Mm. And a lot of people are not willing to deal with the root of their issues yeah. because it's hard and it's messy and there's a lot of sift stuff there and there's just been plasters being put on top of plasters, but it's pussy underneath and it's not nice to deal with it. Hard work, But man. you need to find people to deal that stuff. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to be flipping 50, 60, 80, and you're still a dumbass, yeah. and you can't talk to anyone, and <laughs> you're the grumpy old man next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your life can be way more, man. Mm-mm-mm. That's what I like. Like, I think a great example is um, is uh, is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, for example. Like, every couple of years, he's got, like, some new hot model that's like 20 years old and then you sometimes i read an article about you know kevin bacon yeah the actor yeah i think he's been married like 35 years awesome and he also like uh when he was in the he was in footloose the first yeah, one yeah. and I, it's like the article said like he was like the heartthrob at that point so he could have been the same as leonardo dicaprio yeah. where it's like he can have any goal he wants but then and I'm not saying one is happy, one is not, but I'm like, I think there's some, it's just, in, I, it's interesting mm. for me to observe famous yeah. people that have access to anything they want and yeah. see how they exercise choices and yeah. decisions. And Ricky Gervais is one that I've been looking at recently. Yeah. He's also been married for over 30 years. And no he worries. says like one of his... Uh, That's cool. One of his, uh, he's lucky. He's like, I'm not like Justin Bieber. It's not like I became famous at an era where all I want to do is be around girls. Like I became famous at 38. Sure. I was already married. Yeah. And no one cares really about what a 45-year-old or 50-year-old does. Like I don't have that craziness. But I I find it super interesting, man. Hmm. So, and it's like, again, like coming back to how we started with this Kelly Slater. What if you get everything? Yeah. Yeah. and then you're still not happy. What then? You yeah. know, it's, yeah, I don't know. That, that scares me. So that's why I work really hard. And I think that's why what you also do in your school. Yeah. And that's the vibe that I get. It's like, there's a little bit more to everything. Yeah. You got to be, man. It's true. If you look deep down inside, you know, you, you, you made of blood and muscle, but you've got a soul, man. Mm. And we don't want to work on those things. We want to work on our social media stuff. But I mean, come on, you got to work on the inside. Yeah. otherwise the outside is going to be stuffed up no exactly man listen in the description box anyone listening uh, or anyone watching uh, I'll be letting some logos pop up hopefully with my <laughs> editing uh, but people can contact uh, Mick uh, are we going to put your telephone number yeah surf school just whatsapp us don't email me at 12 at night I'm not going to answer <laughs> <laughs> people are like I emailed you five minutes ago why haven't you replied like, come on bro yeah whatsapp's easy uh, surf school number you can google us 
um, we've got a website, but uh, Sun Surf School Strand. Yeah. Mm. And uh, there is uh, Instagram and Facebook for those that want yep. to participate in that way. Instagram, my wife runs the Instagram and Facebook. I don't know if anyone still goes on Facebook, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> some people do some people do and if uh, sponsors uh, wants to get involved if there's any organizations or communities that want to get involved yeah. are they welcome to contact yeah. you yeah i mean we're always looking to help out people and partner with people so yeah give us a call come chat we're always down at the surf school come chat with us and check what's what we're all about we're next to the the water world the super tube next to the putt putt down on strand beach mm. yeah Dude, wicked. I'm so happy that we could finally make this happen. Yeah, thanks, man. It's been uh, uh, over a month in the plans. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I can talk more, but uh, I feel like we've covered such a variety of yeah, topics that uh, some people <laughs> might, uh, it just, it's, it's too much at the end. How do you we put can, a heading on this one? I don't know. I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mag- magical Mick. Oh, come on. <laughs> we put something like that. Magical Mick the surfer. Magic Mick. Isn't that a stripper? Magic Mike? Magic Mike. We're going to make <laughs> a magic Mike. <laughs> uh, cool, dude, thank you so much. I appreciate really appreciate it, man. Shot, dude. Sick, man. Sick, sick, sick.